What is up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley here. I have John Darbyshire on, who is the founder and CEO of SmartSuite. This guy has done some amazing things. Sold his last company, had a $200 million cash out. Bootstrapped, self-funded his own company, built the product for two and a half, three years, and is now absolutely crushing massive market leaders through a really, really unique go-to-market strategy um, that he gets super granular on and basically breaks it apart for me step-by-step that anybody can leverage and replicate. Uh, So you're not going to want to miss this. Super interesting dude. And his product is growing like wildfire. Gained 3,000 new customers in three months. Check it out. How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to the Scale Up Show. This is your host, Ryan Staley, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have John Darbyshire. John is the CEO and co-founder of SmartSuite, which is a B2B, no-code, working data management platform, like competing with Airtable, Asana, and ClickUp to become the number one tool for business. Really interesting things about John that, that I really enjoyed is basically within the first week and a half of launching, they brought in over 400 paying customers, was previously the global partner in cybersecurity at Ernst & Young, founded Archer Technologies, which he later sold for in 2010 and had a $200 million cash buyout. He invested in over 400 startups, but retired and then loved the game so much that he came back after three years to create what is now SmartSuite. John, welcome. Happy to have you on the show, man. Ryan, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, and and to top it off, he's a Chiefs fan, so he's on cloud nine because he is uh, shortly after another Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes won. We don't want to talk about that today. We want to talk about you, man. So let's get into it. So let's do a real quick revenue rundown, and then let's get into your story. So real quick, where are you guys at in terms of your ARR right now? Yeah, so we're we're kind of in fundraising mode, so we don't share that number just too much right now, but we've got about 4,500 customers at this point. So we launched, um, we, we did a soft launch about a year ago, but we did a real launch about five months ago once we had our product to the point where we really wanted it to be. And then in the last two months, we've garnered close to 3,000 uh, new customers during that time. Wow. Did, you, did I hear that correctly? Did you say over the last three months, you've gotten 3,000 customers? Correct. Yeah. So pretty, we're going to have to break yeah, that we, apart, man. That's, that's a hell of, a, that's, hell of that's an uptick. Deal. <laughs> yeah, that's when your PLG strategy really starts to kick in. Uh, that's there. What, I tell you, what's interesting about SmartSuite is we have no SDRs, no demand gen activities. We have, we don't have a single marketing person on staff, which is interesting. Everything that's happened in the space so far for us has just been viral, mainly through videos that people have been creating about the product, whether they're customers or partners. And that demand gen coming in just from those videos uh, has been pretty fantastic for us. Wow, love that, man. All right. We are definitely going to go into that. So let's talk about what's your, what's your primary go-to-market strategy. You mentioned everything you don't have. How did you get the engine moving? How did how do we get in motion? And then, you know, what started to take things off for you or, or basically create that rapid growth? Yeah, the first part of our, our strategy is really our partner-first strategy, which really means that we reached out to about 300 service partners around the world, our, our products in 15 languages. So we we're able to reach out to a pretty broad group of partners get them trained on our platform so that they understand how to bring services around our platform to their customers. But then we offer 50% of the first year revenue for any lead that they bring to us. 
back to them. So that helps incent them to want to take us into accounts that might be looking for a no-code work management platform. Um, and the majority of the demand that we've seen so far through PLG has come through that partner group or from about 700 affiliate partners that we've signed on. Affiliate partners are really influencers that are in the space that create different types of content that have channels, whether they be no code or project management or just process centric types. Um, And we do the same thing. So they get an affiliate code, uh, promote our products or mainly through video, and then we pay them 50% of their first year revenue on the deals that, that close on our side. So that's, wow. that's generated probably 80% of the volume through our PLG strategy. And the reason that we haven't had to move to a paid search demand gen type uh, approach just yet. And then the second phase of that is our formal PLG strategy. It's just the partner first is the funnel that's helped keeping that full right now. And the PLG strategy is all about coming in, starting a free trial. You, we do a reverse trial, meaning you start with our professional plan where you get all the bells and whistles after uh, two weeks, if you decide not to convert to a paid plan, you move to a free plan uh, for up to three users uh, that's there. And it's really, you know, try it till you love it type of a plan. So we'll keep you there forever. But we, what we want to see is that there's a lot of traction happening, that you're finding value and that you begin to upsell yourself over time uh, to move into one of our, our three tiers of paid plans. Excellent. So I want to dig into that. I want to dig into your model too once we're finished going through the rundown. So so that's your go-to okay. market. How large is your team right now? Um, so 92% of our team is on the development side. So we're probably like 75 to 80 uh, total folks. And, and the majority of those people are developers or on our product team that's there. And then the rest is just our really our go-to-market team with our uh, onboarding specialists and uh, some of our people that are reaching out, whether it be through partner programs or salespeople reaching out direct. Okay, excellent. And then uh, you are, you want to talk about your solution real quick in a, in a couple of sentences. I know you mentioned it briefly in the go to market, but can, and I probably butchered sure. the uh, explanation of it in the intro. So yeah, why don't you give us like a, maybe two to three sentence explanation of what it is and who it serves? Yeah. So, so SmartSuite is a no code platform that's focused on work management that uh, helps businesses manage any process or project inside of their organization. So we basically become an operating system for businesses to help manage work activities across all their different employees or associates that's there. So it doesn't matter the work process uh, might be. It could be sales, marketing, HR, products. We have over 200 templates that we provide out of the box uh, that people can easily download and then tailor to kind of fit the way that they want to run their business. And the key for us is that we, we provide a lot of features that allow them to think about running um, most of their business on a core platform like SmartSuite and not needing three or four other kind of products on the outside to work with as well. Excellent, ma'am. And then uh, you bootstrapped, correct? We, we are 100% bootstrapped. Um, with a few exceptions, we worked with a few development partners early on that asked once they kind of saw what the power of, of the product or the platform was going to be, they asked if they could take a portion of their fees in stock or in equity back. And the unique story about SmartSuite is we work for two and a half years, almost three years with a team of about 100 developers to build a core platform before we ever announced or released what we were doing to the market or even brought on our first customer. Uh, and that happened in February of last year. Wow. That's fantastic, man. So you built a deep well to make that happen, which is, uh, I mean, I've seen that. It's interesting. So you're doing that in the no code space. I mean, I've seen that a lot with AI products, uh, some uh-huh. 
I had someone on the show that literally, now granted, he got funding from the EU, he got grants, he got all this, but basically had like, <laughs> I think it was like 90 million in funding uh, before he even Ooh. went live, right? Which is insane. Um, but anyways, I, insane, I, yeah. I digress. I don't, I don't want to go down that route. So um, so let's shift gears a little bit, man, because like, uh, I think you you hit on some really interesting things with your business model. And I know I talked to you about a little a few things that I found really interesting after looking at your product and, and it's really impressive. If you take a look at it. So, you know, I like the, the, the way you kind of approached it and you took a uh, partner led approach, right? A partner and affiliate model. Like how did right. you, yeah. So like looking at that, how did you land on that as the way to go? And then how did you execute on making that happen? Sure. I think my background is, you know, I started another software company about 20 years ago, Archer Technologies in the GRC space, uh, helping organizations just manage governance, risk and compliance type things in no code. And what we found inside of that organization about year five was that the partners had a big impact on the implementation of our product back in the enterprise accounts. And that a lot of times we were selling to an account, but at the same time, we were actually communicating and trying to sell their partner that was going to do the implementation that may also be a partner of one of our competitors that was there. So we decided at SmartSuite, let's just start right from the beginning. Let's go right to our partner channel. Let's get them trained, get them on board, um, and let's give them 50% of their first year revenue for any deal that they bring into us. And that's the starting point. We actually move up to a 40-20 over two years and then 40-30 over two years, depending on the tier of the partner. And that's been very successful for us to get um, both small and large partners just engaged because they understand that um, there's a revenue model around them bringing us into their accounts, not just the service side that's there. So that's what's been great about beginning to fill our funnel uh, is the service partners are creating, you know, creating that demand gen around the world for us so we don't have to have a, a large marketing spend. That's fantastic, man. So break that down. So 50% first year, because you, you hit it kind of quick, so I didn't get all of it. 50% first year, and then what was it, second and third? Yeah, so it, it once you move past, it, it's based on the volume, and if you get a number of people certified on our platform, but you move to our second tier of partner program. So we give you 40% of the first year revenue and 20% of the second year. And then if you moved in the top tier, it's 40% of the first year, 30% of the second year. And most consulting, you know, management consultants will tell you that most upgrades on, on software licenses happen at the end of the first year, the beginning of the second year in the larger accounts as they begin to realize value in the products that they're using. So we just wanted to let them know we understand that with my background at EMY as a partner, you know, quite some time ago, um, and that they're in that journey with us. And a lot of times they're going to get more revenue back to them in the second year at 20% of the number than they did in the first year uh, that's there. So it, it's turning out to be a pretty big incentive for us. Yeah, I love that, man. And so you did you 300. So I think was the starting, what, what, like, you don't have to say, but can you give me examples of types of partners that you would look to, to leverage in a, you know, as a part of your ecosystem, you could put them in buckets. Yeah. So we're looking for partners. Yeah, no, it's fine. You can actually go to our website and click on the partner page, find a partner and you'll start to see a listing of some of the partners there already. Um, 
but we're, we're looking for big and small. So we're looking for freelancers, you know, just kind of the side hustle people that want to provide services around no code that are just individuals themselves to get trained. We have quite a number of, of smaller SMB customers that they fit right into with their price points and are great. We then kind of move into more of the mid-tier consultants that tend to have specialty in different areas, maybe manufacturing or healthcare or telco that's there. So they're business process consultants, and we're just a tool that's kind of in their toolkit to help them with the implementation of those. And then obviously the big guys, right, that we're going after, those those big four, big X types of firms that uh, – you know, they work with you for a period of time. And if they see that they're being successful and customers want your products, they build practices, entire practices around a product. And that's the motion that we're in right now with some of the larger ones is, is proving those points out for them to think about, to make it hard for them not to want to build out, you know, a large practice on the consulting side. Okay. Excellent, man. So what's been the most effective of those three tiers? I think I know the answer, but I want to ask you anyways. Yeah, the middle tier for us, uh, for sure. Uh, a, a close second, it, it, I should say the freelancers and small consulting firms have generated a lot of leads kind of on the SMB side. For us, kind of on the lower end of the SMB side, which is where they make a good living typically. But those leads for us are typically in the two to 10 user range. They're not big deals, but the volume is really high. Where the where the revenue is better for us is kind of, we've seen it's in that middle tier with those middle consultants right now. What's going to happen or what we hope to happen is that uh, we start to see a big pickup in that top tier. But that takes, mm-hmm. it takes... 18 months to 24 months to build relationships with those larger consulting groups for them to feel comfortable that they can make an investment at a level to hire 40, 50, 100 people and get them trained on a particular product. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And so did you just do outreach to those folks or how did you acquire them as partners? Did you build outreach or what was the approach? We, We do. It's all cold outreach. I'll give you a fun story. So we identified the number one partner of our three top competitors. And we um, we didn't care if they were influencers or service providers. We just looking at that deal flow. So we uh, we were able to track the number one Airtable partner that brought us on board. Now they, they support Airtable, which they've just been doing for eight years. And they have us side by side, which brings a lot of credibility to us, to their subscribers and influencers. We did the same thing with ClickUp and we did the same thing with Monday uh, on that side. And that has been really great with a with a pretty large volume of leads because now we have experts of those products that can tell their clients their clients the differences between SmartSuite and maybe Monday that's there in detail for them to make a decision. And one of the things that we've done with our partner program is we've told our partners they don't need to be exclusive. In fact, we like it when they actually have some of our competitors in their, their tool belt. And the reason for that is we want the customer to make the decision and we just want to be in the game. Like we just want to be out there, our name to be there and let the customer try both and then pick what they think is best for them. Uh, excuse my language, that's ballsy, man. I love it. Um, <laughs> it, just, it just shows how confident you are in your product. You're like, yeah, go ahead. Just throw us in there with them. It doesn't matter. You know, just make, let them make the decision. We don't need to worry about that. That's awesome, man. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I I think that's fantastic. Okay. So that's the first part, right? And then, so you did cold outreach, you looked at your, your top three competitors, biggest partners, and then you systematically got added to them. And then what would you say was like the big bump, right? Cause you got that 
um, basically 3,000 of your 4,400 users were added in the last three months. How did that happen exactly? Yeah, that it, it's it's interesting to see it all play out like we had talked about a year and a half ago. It's really fun. Uh, the majority of those are leads that are generated from videos that are created across different social media platforms where people are showing how they use SmartSuite or showing features in SmartSuite or use cases for SmartSuite that's there. But it's actual people that are familiar with our competitor products. So in a lot of cases, they're doing comparison videos where they say, hey, this is how we've been doing it for a long time. And here's this new entry. And here's the four things they can do that we haven't been able to do in the past. And that's when we tend to excel the most is in the comparison video to get somebody to come in and try a free trial. And our number one goal is just to get hands on keyboard with people so that they can make up their own minds, you know, of do they like it, not like it. And, you know, we spent three years building our core platform because we felt that we couldn't enter the space and always be at the lowest level against our competitors and then catch up with the traditional MVP. We felt like we had to be on par or above where they were at so that our name could be in the game. And then what we did that we think is a little different is the UI of our product it was has been specifically built for millennials and Gen Zers, ages 23 to 38, which are the people that we feel do work in most companies, right? And we built it in a way that supports kind of their habits and how they've kind of grown up with technology and the way that they like to have collaboration type capabilities built into the core work platforms that they deal with each day. So you'll find a little Facebook, a little Twitter, little Instagram types of feeds, like Slack channels that are built into the work that you're actually doing uh, this there, the communications that I'm having, I'm just in a record or a task and I can have conversations with people, but those conversations are specific to that work and they're not just in a big channel, you know, somewhere that I need to go find. So we really tried to tailor the product to that particular group. Love that, man. Makes a lot of sense. You're, you're doing lots of uh, ninja, ninja things in the background to make this uh, look simple, <laughs> but I'll, I know it's not, it's not magic, um, but you're making it look like it's magic. Hello, this is Ryan here. Real quick, if you are enjoying this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a comment or review. If you want more help or just want to learn more about what the top SaaS CEOs and founders are doing, check out my website at www.ryanstaley.io. Join my newsletter, check out other free content resources I have there, and let me know if you want to scale your business. Now back to the episode. Let's let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about those <clears throat> influencers, right? Um, or affiliates, I should say. I, I guess like, would you say 700, 800? I can't remember the number exactly that you mentioned. Yeah. So we have about 700 affiliates. And then we have the second part of our program is service providers, with people that provide consulting services around. And we have a target of 300 that we're working into uh, right now. Okay. So 300 service providers. 700 uh basically like affiliates and so what what's the mission for that and how effective has that been for you yeah so most of our affiliates um are are finding us because of the program so we're just announcing in lots of different forms and lots of different ways about how we can help them build a business around referring 
um, kind of their network of people that they deal with back to us. And then we use a product called Partner Stack that actually tracks, uh, excuse me, they, they get a link or a referral link, and then they can include that in all of their outreach. But then it allows them to log in and they can see all of the deals that they've referred to us. And then they can see all the conversions of those deals. Um, we auto pay back the commissions on that once a month to them, and they can set up a number of different payment methods on how they would like to receive that. So we just try to make it really transparent and easy for them to understand. Here's what I'm seeing when I do a video. This is how many people came here, you know, and they can see the videos that maybe are doing better than others just based on the dates. And then we want to be very transparent on what's converted and then pay that not once a quarter or every six months. We just pay it every month for them. It's just, you know, just like clockwork. And we use PartnerStack to actually do the payment so we can show that, you know, we're kind of an independent third party in that you're getting paid. It's coming from them. They're just pulling it from our bank account. So there's no processing that we need to do, which just helps some of the some of the influencers that have got burned in the past feel more comfortable that uh, they're going to get paid for the work that they did. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense, man. So how did you create that affiliate army then? Because that's that's a massive army like. From ground zero, like, how did you make that a reality? Cold calls. We just <laughs> got on the phone. And like we were saying, you know, we looked at the top three influencers from uh, who we feel are three big competitors in the space. And we were amazed and, and happy that those first three all closed. And then that allowed us to use them as references to go pull in the next tier, you know, the next tier. So it's at a point now where it's a whole lot easier for us to bring in new influencers because they see that, that the other influencers are, are getting paid for the work that they're doing. You know, that's it. Yeah, no, I, I could, I could see that. So I, I think like, well, first of all, did you use a tool or how did you find them? How did you find like the top three? I love the top three model you did top three, you know, biggest partners that top three affiliates, like, um, and then you worked your way down. Like, where did you find them? How did you get to them? Like, what was that approach? Like, Yep. First thing we did is um, we went to YouTube and we just started looking at the content that was being created around the no-code work management space, whether it was related to process management or project management. And then we started identifying the people that was creating that content. And then, you know, we looked at their subscriber base and we tried to make some decisions based on what we thought was happening with some of our competitors on the volumes that were happening there. And that's how we we, we probably came up with 100, 120 kind of in our initial lists of us just doing our research to then narrow that down to those top three. Uh, we really narrowed it down to the top 10 that was in there, but we went after those three, you know, really hard. Um, and when I say really hard, we just reached out to them and said, we know you're an expert in the space. We have a new product. We would love for you just to tr- start a free trial and share your thoughts, good or bad, in a comparison back to let's say Airtable or Monday that's in there. That was the hook that we tried to set. And what happened was we then showed off some of the features that we have that they don't have in the other products that got them a little excited. And those top three, actually, they did a lot of diligence. We were really happy with the amount of time. The first one did two weeks. And it's like they were, we can see when somebody's in the product and how long they spent. Like they were in the product really given it a test drive. And we didn't know until the video came out if it was going to be good or bad or neutral <laughs> that was there. And the first one that came out just happened to be really, really good for us. And we used that, you know, for the next one, for the next one to kind of show, why don't you do a comparison video? And that's our lead is 
just compare us against what you're doing now and let your subscribers know, you know, what you think. Wow. Excellent, ma'am. So I think that's a really sound strategy that you did across all those areas. In light that you've had all that success, you know, what would you say is your single biggest challenge growing the business right now that you're running into? Yep. So I think with any PLG motion, what you're going to find is that you have, a, you know, when you have free accounts and paid accounts, you're going to have a lot of people that come in even more than we thought on those free accounts, right? And on our side, they can have up to three users and basically full functionality. They're just limited based on the number of records that they can have that are in there. Some businesses can live in that space and not need to convert that's there. So thinking about how to incent those people to move from that free plan to the first tier of your paid plan is probably the piece that we've spent the most thought on uh, here recently that's there. You know, creating a little friction in that motion so that they want to move, but also understanding like, why aren't you moving? Like, is if we did these two things, you know, would that have you move over uh, to this? Um, that's not our core target audience, but it is an audience that's typically very vocal on social media. And if you take care of them, they really share the love back out, right? It helps build awareness and just helps kind of um, generate a, a, a lot of momentum for us globally uh, that's there. So that's why we've paid so much attention to the, the small two to 10 user uh, types of accounts. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the same approach that HubSpot takes, right? They have that that free product built in and you could use it for a while, but eventually you, you need to upgrade. And then they keep pushing down their enterprise capabilities down to the lower pricing tiers that they have right. as well. So, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, for what we found through, through our group is permissioning is really big and people want to be able to, uh, once they start growing with teams bigger than three, you know, I need to have Ryan have permissions at one level and I have permissions at another, another level on different things. And that's where we begin to excel. So we push that down one plan type to make that easier for them to kind of get in and start to use that. And then we see adoption begin to move maybe from a team of three to a team of 15 or 20 because of that particular feature. Okay. Makes sense, ma'am. So I think that that's a, a really smart way to structure that. Uh, we're almost up on time. So uh, there's, there's, there's something else I want to ask you though, as we kind of round out the episode, just based on what's hot now and what I see happening in the market, how are you using AI within your product and to grow your business right now? Yeah, it's amazing how fast this started trending about five weeks ago. It went from, it was a discussion to being like the discussion that we're having with so many people. So we have the ability in our product to, um, we provide a Google Doc or a Notion Coda type capability in our product as a field type. So as you build out uh, a table with, with different fields of information, one of those is what we call a smart doc. So a smart doc is just, it, it just that, it can create any type of document that's there. So we have quite a number of people that have linked our smart doc back to chat GBT to actually write blog posts and content and then be able to take that content and push it right into our product in a smart doc uh, that's there. Um, and then just keep working. I, I tell you, we, I, I don't wanna give all my secrets away, but I wrote 30 blog posts last week for the next 30 days, just playing with chat GBT. And I've been blown away with the quality of the content that it can generate in second, you know, you talk 30, 40 seconds of time that's there. And that's what our customers are asking for. So that's why I started playing with that 
was because of that particular capability. And then we're seeing quite a number of customers use it um, for social media type posts and they're using make.com or Zapier as an integration. So they're writing things and then having it pushed into our product that then pushes back out to social media channels. But it takes, in a lot of cases, content that they've written and then it, it makes that content more engaging and SEO focused. So it just rewrites kind of what they want it to say in a much better way, much more engaging way, and then pushes that out. But that's the, uh, that's the future. And then the, the phase two of where we're heading as a company is we have all this great information on all these great processes. You can think some customers have hundreds of thousands of records of content in our product and being able to use AI to look at that data and to help them gain insight from that information. Maybe it's a sales CRM and we could help them understand that maybe 95% of their business is coming from a particular cohort that has these three attributes. You know, maybe information that they weren't, you know, the way they had things organized, they they didn't have their eye on that in that particular way uh, that's there. So AI is really good at taking data and helping understand the information and present it back. Fantastic, man. Well, I, I love this conversation, John. I could talk to you probably for another couple of hours, but uh, you got a day job and I do as well, man. So um, it was it was a pleasure hearing about your journey, though, and your story and just what you're doing with the business. I think it's fascinating the way that you applied some core principles and are really, really crushing it uh, already, even at, at your young stage of where you're at right now. Where can people find you? Where can they find out more about SmartSuite if they want to try the product out? purchase the product, whatnot, and then we'll wrap things up. Yeah, no, I appreciate you giving me the chance to say that. So you can go to smartsuite.com, just check it out. You can click in the top right-hand corner to start a free 14-day trial, no credit card required. We won't be hassling you on the sales team side. We will send you information for you to understand how to use the product, but really try it till you love it uh, type of model is what we have. Uh, you can reach me personally on LinkedIn. It's just John Darbyshire. You can just do a quick search and um, DM me on LinkedIn, or you can reach me directly at john at smartsuite.com. And it's J-O-N for John. Excellent, ma'am. Well, thank you for being on, John. Thank you for being uh, open with, with people connecting with you. And uh, thank you for listening today. Uh, we all appreciate you and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you, Ryan. It was a pleasure. Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.